Listening to the Cinemania World podcast, and today we are reviewing The Northman. And I am Larry, and I am being joined today by my fellow Cinemania World members. First up, we have Hannah. Hey, Hannah. Hey. And from Cinemania World and YouTube, we have Tyler Calvert. Hi, Tyler. Hello, it's great to be back talking some epic Viking revenge tales. <laughs> yes. The usual. We couldn't have the perpetual Robert Eggers hater uh, hosting this review. <laughs> he did like it. I'll, I'll pass that along for Dwayne. He did enjoy the Northmen, but we took a vote and we we just thought it was sacrilegious for him to, to be on this <laughs> review today. So here we are to talk about The Northman, the latest film from director Robert Eggers. The Northman is about Prince Amleth as he is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle, who kidnaps the boy's mother. Two decades later, Amleth is now a Viking who raids Slavic villages. He soon meets Asiris, who reminds him of his vow. Save his mother, kill his father, or kill his uncle, avenge oh, his father. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, that double killing of the father might have been uh, interesting. I mean, I guess it could have been. It, that could have been the sneak twist is by killing his <laughs> uncle, he was killing his father. But right. um, yes, the film stars Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Kleiss Bang, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, Bjork, and Willem <laughs> Dafoe. The king. Yes. So, Hannah, what did you think? Overall thoughts on The Northman. So, I I loved it, but I definitely think it's my least favorite of Robert Eggers' movies um, of the three. Not to knock it, but just put it out there. Uh, I really love Robert Eggers, and I love all of his movies. Um, it's just this one I don't think. I've resonated with as much as the others. Not that like there's like stuff to like resonate with in <laughs> in the lighthouse and the witch is yeah, just like true. me like it, it hasn't sat with me the same way that those two movies sat with me. Um, but yeah, I pretty much really loved it. Uh, I was super excited for it. So if it was like disappointing, I actually probably would have like ended my life. But um, <laughs> for it to, like, just the movie to, like, actually be real is kind of insane because it is just such, a, like, a big budget um, for something like this. And for and when I went, uh, my theater was packed. So that was kind of insane. And, like, just made me very happy that people, like, this that many people were seated for a Robert Eggers movie. Um, and everyone that I saw it with too seemed to really love it. Um, like everyone in the theater, just like we all kind of had like a, <laughs> a communal <laughs> thing that like thing that we like experienced together. That's like the way I'd put it. This movie is definitely an experience. I think that's like kind of like how all Robert Eggers movies are. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. I really encourage people to just like go have this experience. All right, Tyler, what were your overall thoughts? I'm a man. I mean. It's tough to say, I guess, comparatively to the other two Robert Eggers films, because they're all just so weird and different. And I think that's one of the things I like about him, even though he's only done three theatrical films. Like, they're all just very unique in in themselves. You know, we have, like, The Lighthouse being this very weird, you know you know stuff with the 1800s like late 1800s and then you have the witch being like this weird tale with witches and all that stuff in the 1600s and now you have this series that goes back even further so it's kind of interesting i've always found it so fascinating that robert eggers keeps going in the past he doesn't want to be doing any stories set in the present day because i commend him for that but as far as this film goes i think it's probably it's not my favorite of the three but it, I'm having I'm, it's either this or the witch as far as number two because I think that the lighthouse I think is the strongest, but I I think this is great in the sense that it's cool seeing him get this big budget movie because we know like Hannah mentioned it's a very big budget film which is very unconventional for a story like this, but as a story itself you know the revenge tale uh, very much like Hamlet because it's inspired you know it's the story that kind of inspired Hamlet. I was enthralled. I mean, it's tough to say, or it's t- I mean, it's hard to say I had fun per se with the film because it's not like a very fun movie. It's all about, you know, revenge and, you know, brutality and all that stuff. But I like a good Viking film. I think Robert Eggers did convey that story very well and kind of put his own unique spin on things, which is something that I always love. And it, it did leave me a bit cold as far as the characters, but I think that was intentional just because of the way that we developed the story with Alexander Skarsgård's character, Amleth. But 
I, I mean, I had a good time with it. You know, it's simple, you know, it's brutal. And, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, I definitely think this is right up your alley just because, I mean, it seems like we've gotten a, a bit more like Viking stuff in recent years. I guess this it's is pretty like, accessible. Yeah. It, I think this is definitely his most accessible of oh, his three far. films, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still think it does have it's still faults. weird. It still gets <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, so I, yeah, it has its faults with its accessibility, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But I think this is. If I think part of that is due to the fact this is focus features and not a twenty four. But I mean, Robert Eggers still was able to make a very weird movie with this big budget with a major studio. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. The characters themselves were great. You know, Willem Dafoe, you know, MVP, no matter how much screen time he gets. But I do think <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård is the major standout here performance wise and what he was able to convey and, you know, really feel for his character with not, su- you know, a super large amount of dialogue given. And definitely some surprises here and there, you know, with some of the other characters as we get up. Uh, the the villain character Clay Bong and Nicole Kidman and all them. I mean, it's a long film, but I was pretty much on the edge of my seat the entire time, even if I kind of had an idea of where it was going to go, because, you know, we've seen many different Hamlet portrayals over the years. But I, <laughs> I, 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 I had a lot of fun with it, which, you know, which is, I guess, take that what you will, because it's not like a very fun movie (laughs) but i don't know yeah i would say it's definitely his most accessible it's very it's pretty action oriented overall it lived up to like the the action feel of those trailers really well um so if you're going in based off of the trailers more or less i think you're gonna get what you were wanting from this film. So I can't really see. It's not like A24. That's the thing. Focus features. <laughs> they marketed it. And gave pretty much what they marketed. Whereas you know A24. <laughs> the Witch specifically. Speaking right. of Robert Eggers. Yeah. They like to market these films. A little bit more mainstream friendly. Than they turn out to actually be. I remember that. I, like Back when The Witch came out. Everybody Ooh, was so angry. Because it wasn't anything like the trailers. The yeah that yeah. and uh. It comes at night. I think that's part of that's those are like the two or three usually like you know Dwayne even you know he he's it's kind of hard to trust a twenty four. Hereditary was also one yeah. of those ones. Yeah, they marketed it like a like a this huge horror movie, and then I don't know. people are just like too a family drama. <laughs> well, the lighthouse is kind of hard to market that in general, but yeah, that that one they had the no choice. They had always, to market it. Yeah, they had to market it just like it is because it was <laughs> yeah. too crazy. There was no other option. I loved it, <laughs> but I I did. I also really enjoyed this film. Uh, the action is brutal oh, yeah. and pretty awesome. Um, if not a little bit slow, that was one of my things. Was it all, especially early on? I was like, "Wow, they really are moving slow." Yeah, the, <laughs> I guess I'm uh, so used to comic books that like <laughs> it was the one people. with the the Viking when they first charge into that place. You know, yeah. there's, there's some spots where it's like that. I don't know. I think that is partially probably because Robert Eggers is not really like an action director. Yeah, he doesn't really. You know, most all three of his films don't really have like a lot of action in them. So it's just kind of like his first attempt at that. And you could definitely feel like his auteur kind of style in them because they weren't like the conventional action scenes. They were like oneers mostly. So I heard a lot about Bjork going in and she only has like one scene. I know. And (laughs) she's amazing in her one scene. I will say that. (laughs) She was, she's great. 
I loved her costume. Let me just say that too. Like uh, her whole look was awesome. Uh, but honestly, one of the surprises for me was Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah, and not to say like she's I've usually been great. A good Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah, I I like to think of the great Nicole Kidmans, not freaking being the Ricardos from last year. <laughs> but what I think that was so refreshing, this was a a much different role for her. Like this Absolutely. was her yeah. stepping outside of a Nicole Kidman role that we've come kind of accustomed to. And it was just so refreshing to she get had a much this bigger performance. role than I thought she would have. Yeah, it caught me off guard. I mean, also just the way that it caught me off guard in the story, you know, and her, her character in the context oh, of the yeah. story. Because I mean, yeah. we kind of like, well, we were kind of seeing her through the eyes of Amleth. You know, she he kind of assumed that she was like this meek character who was abducted. You know, you know, t- uh, held against her will. I guess is the right term to use. And then <laughs> we get the twist in the third act of the film. It's like, oh, actually, she's pretty bad. Like, I don't, I don't want to root for her anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely the third act took. Uh, it, so the film is pretty, pretty straightforward overall. I think that's part of what makes it accessible and maybe why some like Robert Eggers, big fans from his past films are a little more lukewarm is because the screenplay and the script are very straightforward. I mean, it is a yeah. cautionary vengeance tale through and through. That's all. I mean, there's, there's not. not <laughs> I, I think. Robert Eggers movies have been always kind of like left very like ambiguous. Oh, 100%. And this very much is just like it ends how it ends. <laughs> there, there are, it's, a, it's a fable. It's more of a, a, yeah. fa- a tale of a cautionary tale rather than, uh, you know. It, um, it, it is interesting how they that, that Robert Eggers is still able to like sneak in those kind of weird moments, though, like when we where we see uh, it's a fantasy mo- uh, movie at some points, like there's a lot yeah. of like fantasy. Scenes yeah, that's what I mean. Like the, the scene with Amleth going to retrieve the sword and, yeah. it, and oh, it's I like and it. It, it was a great scene, but it was like, oh. Okay, that's not what I expected because when we cut back and it looked like, you know, it was almost like a like a dream or a vision kind of thing going on. I don't uh, think I think like that actually happened. It just like It was like just a, trippy. It, not that it actually ha- I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like it, it was a test to overcome. Like yeah, yeah it, it was, was like a I mean, overcome like and he actually did it. I just don't think that it was like like a riddle almost. Like he yeah. had to solve what it was exactly, to get it. Yes. kind of and i think that's why it's reminding people of the green knight in a lot of ways did, yeah. a little bit yeah. more artsy version of an old tale whereas it's a, the same type of thing the green knight had to go through all these very trippy uh things but they were <laughs> tests throughout yes. to get to that final mission and that's kind of what amleth has to do and it's all very old arthurian style storytelling and that's that's what both of these films at the end of the day are uh <laughs> right yeah <laughs> um anya taylor joy i thought she was very good as well um, um she gets a little overshadowed i think in okay, the I'm grand scheme tired of like these anya taylor joy performances <laughs> like, oh, no. I, I want her to do something different and i think for yosef might be different so i'm excited so now you're excited i i'm still not hyped about the casting i'm just Mm -hmm. more hyped that we'll see her you see how hannah does 
She she been roasting Anya Taylor Joy as Furiosa, and now she's right. like, actually, I'm tired of Anya doing these roles, but maybe still not Furiosa. I don't know. You can tell that she has a pretty good working relationship with Robert Eggers because you know we've oh, even yeah. seen the the Love jokes so with uh, her trying to be in the lighthouse. She wanted to be the mermaid. <laughs> Robert Eggers oh. like, you don't want to be this mermaid. <laughs> I mean, that would be too much. I don't know. She's one of those like really sexy actresses that I adore, but I'm still like want to protect. So I'm like, no, girl. I agree. You can't be this damn mermaid, Robert Pattinson. Um, she, she was great though in this. I think that she was a great compliment to Alexander Skarsgård on his mission. You know, kind of giving him. You know, they kind of have a little bit of what they're both, I guess, missing per se. You know, she definitely. I wasn't expecting her to actually just be like, you know, having witch powers though. You know, as they kept. That's what sh- I, I kind of wish we got a little bit more. Of I was it. gonna say I. I didn't expect uh, Nicole Kidman's role to be so big, and I also expected Anya's role to be bigger. Mm. And then Clay Spang is another one he likes to collaborate with, Willem Dafoe. He ha- he has his little core group right now, Robert Eggers, the people to cycle through. Um, there was a the, the the other people from The Witch were in it too. The, yeah, uh, the the random the ran the dad was like the random guy on the boat, the guy from The Witch. Is I just like, I was like, where's Homegirl? Where's uh, Lysa from Lysa Aaron from Game of Thrones? Was looking she, for her in the background. I feel like she was in the film. <laughs> I really, I think I looked at IMDb. She was in the, the, the damn, uh, the Green Knight last year. Why can't she be in this too? I know <laughs> She's you, always playing somebody weird. Well, Larry, I know Larry and I were hyped because we saw, what's her face, from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh uh, Sal, the new Sally Hardesty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh and the mountain. The mountain was oh, in it too. Yeah. Remember? Oh there's. That was cool too because I remember watching it the first time. I was like, "That guy's huge! Like he's like the ma- you know yeah. like the mountain." And then I'm like, "Oh, that actually is the mountain." Like <laughs> Game of Thrones, they just they find their way into all of it everywhere. I mean, I guess he's ice. You know, he's from Iceland. They yeah. filmed in Iceland, set in Iceland. You know, I guess why not? You know, they need a giant man to fight Alexander Skarsgård in this um, interesting game. One thing I love that Robert Eggers keeps is it's beautiful. Like this, it's shot so beautifully throughout Mm -hmm. i mean the cinematography is stunning in the north (laughs) it is i hope i mean i don't think it will just because i mean we'll we'll see i guess it's super super early to tell right yeah i know i just have i just have bad memories of the green knight just getting completely completely ignored i know this one is in black and white hannah it has less of a chance so i mean i would love (laughs) if it got some sort of nomination even if i don't want to really talk about oscars yet but like, yeah. I, I do think it is a beautiful film. I, I agree. I definitely see this like being the best, the best picture like conversation. Oh, I hope so. I, more because it is way more accessible than like the lighthouse and the witch. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I mean, it's not like overly accessible. I mean, like we talked about before, but it, yeah. it, def- it definitely it's is like the most right on the cusp for Academy voters. Like it's exactly. accessible, but not like mainstream That's that they'll like turn against like... it. Oh, I definitely see this being in the conversation at least. I was very, I was very surprised at just how much money they gave Robert Eggers for this. You see every dollar. Honestly. I was gonna say, I mean, but the way that they were like, let's take a look at how your past two films have done at the box office. <laughs> okay, they've oh my done God, the Denis Villeneuve effect. I mean, yeah, they've done okay. Um, but let's go ahead and double 
it like a triple well, yeah. anything your films have ever earned and give you that much money. It's crazy because like when you look at the budgets for like his other films, it was like four million dollars for The Witch, and then like it was like eleven, I think, for The Lighthouse, and then they gave him. Well, the the argue there's the debates on how much money they gave Robert Eggers for this. Like I've seen sixty million, I've seen ninety million. Either way, that's a lot more than whatever they gave him before in the past. Lord, yeah. Um, but I also loved the score in this film. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was, it was um, Somebody was like, "They <laughs> between this and Dune, I'm like realizing how much I just love like guttural yelling and scores <laughs> constantly." I saw that tweet. Uh, I laughed at that too, and I was like, That's "Yes, so I agree." Um, yeah. I mean, it's obviously very like you know old Norse style music, a lot of drums, very rhythmic, uh, but all of that yelling, <laughs> singing and Dolby is just, it oh, wasn't man. quite Dune level where I was like shaking literally out of my chair, um, but <laughs> it's it was pretty awesome. And my Dune, or my uh, I, Dolby was also pretty full on Thursday night. I was like, okay, the people showing up for the Northman on a uh, Thursday. The, I see. The, the marketing with the floating head posters, it worked. It got the people in. <laughs> And people were so mad, and I was like, "Y'all, they are—they literally just have to do what the big studios are doing." Like, I'm sorry, everyone hates these stacked posters like this. The but trailers were very action heavy, you know. Some of them, that, I, I should say. Yeah, that beautiful uh, poster we got didn't give much away. It, it's an art house looking poster that wasn't going to get people in. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I really don't think the movie is all that like action centric. No, I think there's like three action scenes <laughs> yeah i mean the, we see the one I mean, big one there's a the lot trailer. of killing yeah there's there's definitely a lot of killing and also it's not really as like i guess brutal as i thought it would be not to say that it's not like gory oh, or anything yeah. because there's yeah. definitely moments of it it's just not like people the first reactions is like blood soaked like you know all this and i was like oh okay like i have to like kind of like prepare myself for this it's really not as violent as I thought it would be. Uh, you see therapy, please. I'm Hannah sorry. Over here, just like I was. This very... wasn't bad. I mean, it's not like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, no. no. But it's just the way that people were talking about it, like I literally had to like prepare myself before <laughs> I sat down because I don't like gore like that. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be terrible. It and had like, moments. It, I was like, and there's like even moments where they like cut away from it, and I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah, there's a um, there's a lot of Alexander yeah. Skarsgård walking into a hut and then everybody dies. <laughs> you don't yeah, see yeah. it. That, that's true. And then, well, then they'll come back in and he's made art out of body parts. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's very crafty. He's very crafty. <laughs> We we re-enter a situation and see like dead people artwork. Uh, that's that's like a hallmark of the film. I would have been very intrigued to get a scene of him like crafting that in the crafting middle of the night. It? Oh my god! It's, like, just, it's just so interesting how it comes to be when everybody sees it in the in the, the afternoon. I will say it's also not quite as naked as I was hoping. I I was worried about that and I, or anticipating. Um, and everyone's even, heard about the naked volcano fight. You don't see anything. No, <laughs> like, it's very dark. It also, yeah. okay, that was maybe a criticism. It didn't go on as long as I was hoping. I don't know. No, that was very Just because short. you're building up. Maybe, again, it's the tropes of an action film and it's the tropes of, you know, we're used to a big final battle when mm. you're, when the film is literally the entire film is leading you to this final battle at the volcano. It's all we've been talking about. It's been the mission of this character's arc the entire time. 
and it, it, it's not that long. I feel like that no. raiding of the village in the first act is longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's not as long as I wanted it to be. It, I mean, I also feel bad because it wasn't as naked as I guess everyone <laughs> expected it to be for you guys. Like I was little worried. pouches. They were wearing like little thongs, I guess, on set because Focus was like, we don't need any dick slip. On they were, the, on they the were covered in fog a lot of the time. Uh, yeah. It, it's also just like not like my favorite revenge tale. Like, okay. I feel like we don't see a lot of them. So I always kind of get excited when there is some. And I just feel like it just wasn't my main criticism was that I don't think it was as fulfilling as I hoped it would be because the film just isn't as like thematically rich well, as it I wanted it to I mean to I be. think that's the point though. Oh, I'm not saying that I like should have been fulfilled. It's just like I think the movie like the we were talking about like the script just not being yeah. as like strong as his other ones and I think that's where I have like the biggest issue is that it's just not as thematically rich as I would I would have hoped it would have been because what was like the more recent that, one we had one recently, right? That was um, a revenge film that was thematically pretty similar to this. I was going to, um, the only thing that I could like compare it to was the last was two. Um, and like the, I, oh, the Hannah, endings, no, listen, listen, the endings are like kind of like the polar opposites of each other. But <laughs> the thing is, is that both the endings kind of like make you feel the same thing. Like it's like very kind of like unfulfilling in a way. Um, but the thing is that, like, and it's, I know it's, like, kind of, like, hard to compare, like, a movie to a game. Uh, obviously, you have a lot more time, but, like, the, the Last of Us 2 is just so much more, like, rich and, like, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, it's theme. a much longer experience. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's obviously because it is just so much longer. Um, but, like, something like this is just, like, it's, it's such a huge story and it takes place, like, over so much time that I feel like those gaps kind of, like, you you feel it after you get done watching the movie if that makes any sense yeah i mean i did like getting at least a little bit of insight into amleth and his relationship with his dad before he was murdered because it was because usually you don't get that in a lot of these stories and it was nice to see that unfold also just because i was kind of worried that that ethan hawk was just going to be in the movie and then like die immediately just because we have to get this <laughs> we have to get the story going the revenge story we i mean we all know that you know that stuff that's in the trailer but the just getting that backstory there you know ethan hawk had the you know, he had the opportunity to flex his acting prowess a little bit in here. It wasn't just like he's the kid and then, <laughs> and then dies. Like he actually gets to have some moments with, with his kid and Willem Dafoe and Nicole Kidman. And then it's kind of interesting when you look back in retrospect when Nicole Kidman tells Amleth as a as an adult the truth about everything with his dad. And, you know, the realization yeah. there. Because that was probably like the that was like the one big. Well, that was like kind of like the one big scene Nicole Kidman had in the whole movie because she's kind of like in the background only gets a couple you know lines here and there and then she just has this like big monologue where she's revealing everything that was really powerful <laughs> so, i mean she it, ate in that scene for real it was giving me cersei lannister vibes I mean, <laughs> I've been, I've been, it's like i was waiting to say that until after 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 everyone saw the film so i didn't give anything <laughs> away but it was given very much cersei lannister that entire speech as we revealed everything with amleth and you know I, I, I felt for him in that scene just because, you know, as we see his story transpire and he learns 
more, I guess, details about his revenge tale. It kind of like adds some layers and nuance to his revenge that it isn't just straight up like my uncle killed my dad and then took my mom and then all this other stuff. It was really interesting. I think that revelation in it, one good thing I think it really does is kind of sets up the film as if you were watching it from one of the other kids point of view that what a horror story it would be you know like this crazy man coming into your life um and terrorizing your family um or somebody on the periphery that was a part of it all uh that it one good thing is it sets it that neither side is really right yeah. In the scenario, like both are pretty effed up in what they did or have their reasons for doing what they did. It, it keeps ever the whole film just stays in a very gray area. Yeah. I guess, except Anya Taylor Joy, because she was like literally taken into slavery. So oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, girl, kill them all. Yeah, like, she, was, she, was, she was game for Amos plan the entire time. You were literally a slave. I'm rooting for you to kill anybody you got to to get back to your freedom. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Sorry, not sorry, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the most black and white thing for me but yeah so do you have any closing thoughts hannah um not really i think i said everything i need to um right. yeah i it'll, it'll definitely be on like towards like the higher end of my list for the rest of the year um i really enjoyed it uh it's it's hard to say i enjoyed it i right. I, I feel like i wished i like because i saw this and massive weight of massive talent both within like like i watched the northman and like five minutes later i was seated for um, very very different experiences <laughs> so i kind of wish that i would have like flip-flopped and seen massive weight first and then the northman so i had like a little bit more time to like sit on it before just like hopping into like another movie um yeah maybe that would have like helped a little bit i don't know uh i i'm, I'm definitely gonna try and see it again before it leaves theaters yeah I, all I, right I tyler yeah, I mean, like, you know, kind of like Hannah said, I had fun with it, even if that does feel weird saying just because it is a very bleak film in of itself. But um, as a whole, I mean, I think it was a great experience. You know, we don't get too many of these kind of tales, especially with this kind of budget. And I do get I do commend Robert Eggers for, you know, using all pretty much using this massive budget to his expense, you know, all of it, because you could definitely see it transpire on screen and give us this very interesting unique you know viking tale that we don't get all that often and i mean i'm always gonna like robert eggers's films if he keeps up this kind of quality just because he's providing some very unique takes you know between this the lighthouse and the witch i mean they're all very different and i don't know what comes next for him in his in his career i know that he's been trying to make this nosferatu film for a very long time i don't <laughs> i know that that's always been like the butt of the joke every time he has something coming up like when's this nosferatu film coming up i mean whether it be whoever and, and i mean Anya taylor joy will probably be in it willem dafoe you know the, the usual was, people uh, <laughs> but anya and harry styles who he wanted and harry backed out yeah that's terrible well, maybe well, we'll... now apparently he's doing some sort of elizabethan movie said his wife was like tired of hearing the music around the well, house well, <laughs> well we know that he's not going to do anything set in the present day because he literally was just like no thanks he said no thanks i don't <laughs> he's not interested in the present he wants to go back further and further but yeah, I mean, I hope a lot more people go to see it. I mean, I, I mean, it's not done like amazing bonkers numbers comparative to like the budget, but 
as, know, as far still, as comparative to his other films have done quite well already so yeah i mean i would love to see him continue to explore different things because he's clearly a very great filmmaker in his own right uh but yeah say i wish that we had a little bit more willem dafoe just because i love willem <laughs> dafoe and <laughs> i mean willem dafoe no matter how much screen time he has he will give you 110 percent, and i always yes. love that about him like him ro- rolling around and doing crazy stuff with oh my gosh as ethan hawk wild like that main <laughs> scene of his is just crazy yeah when he like pull when he has the when he actually acts like the fool and makes clay's bong like <laughs> angry at him <laughs> amazing you know I, i've always loved it i'm always gonna love Willem Dafoe. but yeah i had a, i had a good time with the film i hope everybody enjoys the film if they do see it well enjoy it to some degree i guess it's the most happy per se ending of the three robert eggers films so far between the witch the the lighthouse and this i I guess it's the The most most... clear cut for sure right yeah there's not very much ambiguity uh comparatively to the other two it was a satisfying enough ending i would say to this film yeah so i definitely agree i did enjoy the film it's a beautifully crafted film all around um and if you're scared because you haven't been a fan of robert Eggers' past work i think you should definitely give the northman a try it is one that's that's (laughs) converting folks on over um and if you enjoyed robert Eggers' films i said that you know a lot of his big fans have been a little bit more lukewarm on this but people like us three all have really enjoyed all three of his films um to date and it still has the trademarks of him as a filmmaker all over it uh plus we've got some great performances seeing alexander skarsgård just like let loose in this animalistic like rage role was pretty (laughs) awesome like honestly that's a selling point enough i think that's what the trailers did a good job of of just seeing alexander skarsgård going like animal beast mode is enough he was (laughs) berserk like he could he got in like insane shape and he he rocked it i mean whether with with the long hair viking style or when he cuts his hair and and all that you know to blend in i guess i guess i did think that was funny uh thinking how he cuts his hair and he looks a lot more like his his kid self but yeah Lord, but it's a good time, and I think I think it's gonna I think it's gonna resonate with a larger group of folks than I, maybe previous Eggers films have been able to do. So, give it a watch. Obviously, we recommend it here from the Cinemania World podcast. Most everyone we've talked to, also from the rest of the group, have also really enjoyed it. So, it seems pretty universally enjoyed. All right. Well, thank you for listening to our review for the Northmen. Make sure to follow the Cinemini World podcast over on Instagram, Twitter, and on whatever streaming platform you are listening to us on. Hannah, do you want to let people know where to find you? Uh, you can follow me at Rejected Hannah on Twitter. And Tyler? Yeah, if you search up my name on YouTube, Tyler Calvert, you'll find my channel for reviews, reactions, rankings, all that stuff. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram, and it's Tyler Calvert. Perfect. And you can follow me on Twitter at ChiliBoyYT and Instagram and YouTube, both at Chili Boy Productions. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.